The all-new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe is equipped with everything that you need to break free from the dull work week and embark on an adventurous weekend with your family. The all-new Hyundai Santa Fe's features like available H-Track all-wheel drive, standard third-row seating, available dual wireless charging pads, ensure that you can take on any adventure. Available H-Track all-wheel drive so you can take on the dirt trails and kick up some mud. Standard third-row seating so your whole family can experience the thrill together. Available dual wireless charging pads so no one gets stuck in the great outdoors with a dead phone. I've been so pumped to take a couple of friends with our road bikes to some of the trails nearby, and now I can bring the entire crew, my dog, and all of our gear with that third row. Learn more about the new Hyundai Santa Fe at HyundaiUSA.com. Call 562-314-4603 for complete details. How in the world does it shock anyone that a team that made consecutive finals and had three rings in five years, how would they be shocked that that same team would make it to the finals again after their top two guys got healthy again? I mean, I don't know. This team had the fourth best odds to win it all, but let's be honest, this team looked like they were different than that team. They team they team like like look like trash. They were in the lottery two years in a row, and you wondered if they would ever be uh, like as healthy or as dominant as they were after Clay's injury. Right? Clay's up there in age. Clay got an ACL and an Achilles tear in back to back years. Come back thinking he's going to get back onto the court, go scrimmage, sus scrimmage wasn't supposed to be doing it. Tears his ACL. Boom boom. Steph Curry breaks his hand. I think he played six, seven games that year. Don't quote me, but I think it's about that. Two solid years off for Clay, two years in the lottery, and people started to question, is this Warriors team the same Warriors team without Kevin Durant? I started to question. And that's when Warriors Twitter decided that they were going to hate me. Um, But don't mistake it. Don't mistake it, my dislike of Warriors Twitter with the team itself. I very, very much like them. And I've said this time after time. Those Twitter Warriors, though, they have such short memories. But there were very real questions that even they had coming into the season. They weren't all hearts and roses and popcorn and lollipops. We all thought, would Clay be Clay? Or when he got healthy, healthy, would he be a slow, older, less mobile version of Clay? Could Golden State overcome the fact they never really had a true center? How would they actually operate with said no true center without Kevin Durant? The fact that they had multiple lottery picks that they could have used to get a star, was it a mistake to draft Kaminga and, and Moody at 7-14 and 14, instead of getting someone like Bradley Beal or trying to go after someone like Carl Anthony Towns or Ben Simmons? Like, lots of people in the Bay thought that they should go out and get a star instead of drafting those two young guys. And they'll never, of course, admit it today. They'll know, oh, that was part of the plan. We're light years ahead, blah, blah, blah. They had role players that were overpaid and awful. Kelly Oubre, for example, who said he was going to be the next Kevin Durant and he was making like $80 million with including the luxury tax payments that Warriors owed. Andrew Wiggins was overpaid and awful at that point in time. James Wiseman, who I said would miss the entire year, who also missed the entire year. 
to a lesser degree, Kent Bazemore, who was just literally happy to be there, always f- the vibe. Every time he was in, some mistake made that would cost them not only a, like points, a possession, many games. How would all this work moving forward? How would they shed those guys and get other guys back because they didn't have much cap space? Their big pickup this year? Was it Iguadala? Was it Bialicha? Like, was it Otto Porter? Ugh. How was this going to work? Gary Payton II? At that point in time, the man was operating as, like, just the guy who hangs around. He was literally not getting paid. Can I just hang here? Can I just be around? Wiggins, go back. going back to Wiggins, Wiggins was a combined negative seven in the play-in games against Memphis and L.A. Playoff Wiggins, were we going to see that again when it mattered most? The gross-ass, brickin'-ass, like literally non-clutch-ass Wiggins? I needed to know. We all needed to know. Would injuries derail the Warriors all over again? Lots of questions, which were very valid at the time. But just like the Celtics, honestly, some of the Warriors, what they did was very similar to what the Celtics did in the offseason. They got help for Steve Kerr on the bench, guys that were focused on development, guys who could execute that and were known for that in Kenny Atkinson and Jama Malala, Malala as well. Hard to say. They got rid of the dead weight just like the Celtics did. They got rid of Oubre. You're gone. Kent Bazemore. You're gone. Alan Smileyjek. You're gone. Eric Paschel, fine. You want to go play with your best friend in Utah? Go. Go. People wanted them to go and get a big guy like JaVale McGee. Maybe try to find somebody else that they could have contribute right now or a small five like Nick Batum. Nick Batum said no to the Warriors, said yes to L.A. And instead, they also picked up key role players, quote-unquote key role players, like Otto Porter. He ends up being really important for them. Bialicia ends up being somewhat important for them. And to a degree, in the middle of the year when Steph Curry gets hurt, even Chris Chioza ended up being somewhat important for them. And Gary Payton played some point guard when Steph was injured too. The tweaks and the coaching changes worked. Gary Payton stepped up and became one of the best on-ball defenders that they had after literally playing for nothing. He literally stayed around the team after they cut him. And he became this huge role player and this on-ball defensive presence while Clay got healthy. Jordan Poole stepped up to a place where people thought he would win most improved player of the year. Ten games into the season, nine and one as we know. They looked unstoppable. Splash Brothers appeared to have not missed a beat. Then injuries did plague the Warriors, just like we thought. Just as Clay came back, Draymond goes down for what? 36 games with a back injury and a back injury that looked like it could be night-night sleep mask for his career. Wiseman had setback after setback after setback, didn't play one game. Steph sprained his ankle at the end of the season, missed the final 12 games of the year, folks, and people wondered if he would be ready for the playoffs. He came back in time for the playoffs but looked hampered, hobbled. The return of Clay in the middle of the year coincided with Jordan Poole having a mental meltdown. We talked to the Light Years boys, and they said, not really sure what's going on with Poole. He doesn't understand that he's no longer a starter, and he's not having a, a very high ability to cope with that situation. 
He now couldn't score. He now was turning the ball over like crazy. What was he going to be on this team now that he was a role player? But at the end of the day, as all dynasties do, they figure it out. They figure out a way to lean into the fabric of their identity and stick true to that. Ball movement. They did nothing at the trade deadline, by the way. Unlike the Celtics, ball movement, sharing the ball selflessly, relentless defense that turns into what? A deluge of emasculating, humiliating bucket after bucket after bucket until you surrender and succumb. You basically have a, like you basically have like a symbolic ball gag in your mouth when you're done with that. During the playoffs, they have been number one in points per game, number one in offensive efficiency, number one in assists, number one in points on cuts, number one in points off screens, so many number ones. Add this to their number six team defensive rating this season, and that makes them a nightmare for most teams. So, not much has really changed. However, a ton has changed in terms of how this team plays. When you get your guy back like Clay. He doesn't need to be back all the way in order to be effective. Steph, Clay, Dre just needed some effective role players to do their job. Wiggins, and now that Wiggins is doing his job and Jordan Poole is doing his job, Kevon Looney is doing his job, this team looks somewhat unstoppable. An overlooked aspect, though, of this Warriors team this year is that Steve Steve Kerr is really coaching well. Like, he has changed some of the things that he's done in ways that have made this team better. He gave a speech at Harvard this year. The quote was interesting. He said, I think the biggest lesson that I've learned is that culture is way more important than scheme. I would say coaching is maybe 20 to 30% strategy, and everything else is about communication and what your players feel when they come into the building every day. Side note, that is what we would call a subtweet on how he let Kevin Durant get away. (laughs) Like that right there, how your players feel when they come into the building every day? Oh, I don't know. You mean the fact that Kevin Durant felt isolated from the rest of the group and the the fan base and media basically said that he was an other and everybody else were the real Warriors? I don't know. Okay. Anyway, back to that. I feel like he's been pretty good at understanding culture, but I think he's also now understood how important it is to hire the right assistants around you to do the jobs that you don't know or aren't able to do, whether that's because of skill or time or whatever. And now he's got some talent around him. He always has. I mean, he lost Willie Green. That's a big, you know, that's a big time assistant coach that he ended up losing. Uh, He came down with COVID at a critical juncture against the uh, Grizzlies, and then he gives the job to Mike Brown to concoct a new scheme around Looney to combat Jaron Jackson and Steven Adams. Big reason that they ended up winning that series. He gave the power away to someone and his players as well to come up with something in order to stop the other team that was doing something effectively that you didn't know how to counter on your own. And he's also doing some of his best scheme work. The rotations that used to not make sense last work last year, now they work. He didn't want to do small ball last year. People forget that. He like just wanted to have big centers all the time. He leaned into the Wiseman. The only reason that they stopped playing Wiseman last year is because he got hurt. So, like, I don't know. He ends up having to go to Draymond and sees how effective that is, and then he leans into that this year. We'll see what happens next year when Wiseman's fully healthy. He closed out the Mavericks using three guards and two wings. 
And he's learned from the Memphis game last year. He's changing defensive schemes quickly to confuse offenses. He's doing a really great job of finding matches, matchups that benefit the Warriors, not only offensively but defensively, hiding guys that are defensively liable. And he's using the entire roster because it makes sense. Guys like Otto Porter, Bialicia, Damian Lee, even Jonathan Kaminga have been used at times and have played important roles at certain situations during this postseason. Juan Toscano-Anderson has seen his playing time diminish by 25%. Hasn't complained, but still has contributed. The roster, even in the playoffs, can run like 10, 11 deep. And that was before Moses Moody got 17 points in a game in the final three games against the Mavs. And because I have to finish talk about Andrew Wiggins, I briefly mentioned he was better, that he's an all-star starter. Um, because of K-pop, but still, he is. Wiggins was terrible. Terrible. In any crucial situation Wiggins has been in the past, before this year, someone you can rely on time and time again to f*** up. This year, when, when the lights are bright and the Warriors go down or... The lead that they have is diminishing. Wiggins gets the ball. You gasp, and he hits it. You screech. Your muscles tense up. And then you're like, Wiggins! He's dunking on Luka. Remember I said that last playoffs, in the play-in games, he was negative seven on the floor. This year, he's plus seven. Better decision-making in high-pressure moments. But truthfully, let's be honest, less high-pressure moments going to Wiggins. You're the fourth option now, not the third option now. You're on, you, you get the ball the fourth most. You're the open corner three guy. You don't have to deal with shouldering the burden in high-pressure moments nearly as much. And also, you get to defend first and foremost and then be a part of the flow of the offense instead of being the focal point of the offense. Not a shocker uh, that Golden State became the odds-on favorite to win the title, moving past the Nets in February to 400, plus 400. They moved down to plus 325 in April and now stand at minus 155 to win it all to beat the Celtics. And how they got there was not the easy road, it turns out. But it was the most effective one. And it turns out that those those Silicon Valley, we can win at the same time we build for the future, turns out those f***s are right. So congratulations to the Warriors on another title. I hope I don't mush you. I sincerely, sincerely hope I don't mush you because that would be a real shame. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.